Welcome to the Googly Cricket Podcast. We're back. It's been a few months, but we've had a revamp, we've had a rebrand, and I've even found myself a co-host. I'm Daniel Senior, and I'm delighted to be joined by Tomo Newton. Tomo, how are you doing, mate? All right, lads. Yeah, sound. What about you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad, mate. Better on Friday than I was uh, this afternoon watching that shambles. But on today's show, we'll be reacting to the first two T20 matches between India and England, and there's some big news from the West Indies with regards to the future of their test side. But before we start, episode one of the Googly Cricket podcast is proudly supported by the good people at Woodstock. Lovely gear, lovely sticks. I can attest to that. Tomo's used it before as well. The best two bats I've ever owned have both come from Woodstock, so definitely go and check them out. Well, England and India happened. That's a thing. Uh, on Friday, we were waxing lyrical about how good England were, and today we've just been Ishan Kishan. That was weird. It seems like both go, uh, both games so far have pretty much been a case of it's been over by about the tenth over. It's yeah, goes to show how important the tosses are. Yeah, exactly. It's very much seemed win the toss, win the game, and that's what's sort of been a trend in T Twenty cricket recently. Actually, in the the likes of the PSL as well. Um, the first game we may as well start with the good stuff when we weren't shit, but we'll start with the good stuff. The first game, England were pretty much spot on. That was. The perfect performance, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, obviously, bowling-wise, it was the power play has been our weakness over the last probably five years or however long it's been since the last cycle. And obviously, that was a bit of a question going in, and was a struggle today. But since we've been missing David Willey, been pretty poor. But I thought Josh Archer, and it was yeah, I think was it Adil Rashid's bowled four overs in power play since well, since he's been playing for England. So that was yeah, something, I think it was his second one. power play over for England. That yeah. that was really good. But yeah, I thought, I thought we were brilliant bowling wise. Obviously, it didn't help that sort of uh, he had him free down. Obviously, you're going to win most games from there early on. But yeah, I thought we were a really good first game. Yeah, we were, and I think we just kept that pressure on throughout. Obviously, like you say, as soon as you take three wickets, that really does help you cause. Uh, Matt Wood was really good, and that was something we'll probably touch on in a minute. That's probably what they were lacking today. The, the lack of Mark Wood with his heel injury because he's made of glass, it seems. Yeah, shame, but I suppose he's probably one of, one of, if not the only bowler in the world that can sort of consist, yeah, consistently touch mid-90s. But obviously when you see him falling over, and he obviously he puts his body through a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he gives everything for the cause. And it, to be fair, you'd have to say he's probably one of, I don't know, yeah, there's a lot of fast bowlers, but in terms of genuine quicks who can consistently bowl that pace, there's probably three. Nokia from South Africa, Lockie Ferguson's pretty rapid, and then Mark Wood as well. They're not ne necessarily naturally quick. They put everything on the line for it. India, I thought in the first game, it was a bit of an odd strategy from them. I think we spoke and like, their top four was just four anchors, and Coley in the yeah. build-up had been saying, yeah, we want to play this new exciting brand of cricket. No two players in the team can have the same skill set. That's why Washington Sundar's here and not Ravi Ashwin. And they go and pick four people who are exactly the same as each other at the top of the order. Yeah, I don't quite know why they didn't give Kishan his start over Darwin, who, again, is 35 years old, realistically, beyond this World Cup, probably not going to feature for India. And then you've got a young, exciting guy like Kishan. I can't can't quite believe they took him to an hour to unleash him on us. Yeah, so obviously England were spot on in the first game. The batting was, was pretty good as well. Um, good to see Jason Roy back in the runs. Yeah, even that today, he didn't quite, obviously couldn't quite time it on the pitch. It was coming on really 
strangely to the bat, but he just even it seems like when he gets a toe of the bat or the splice of the bat, he just seems to make it work. And then I think other than other than Morgan, I think yeah, Ingle couldn't quite work out the surface really. Yeah, I think we've I think we've seen that before with England, haven't we? On the, if they've got one weakness, it is these types of tracks, and I actually think they did very well to even get to one sixty. We've seen England in the past crumble on tracks that aren't true they don't come on properly um and towards like the last couple of overs like england innings we definitely saw off cutters leg cutters the ball was effectively rolling through at some points and the likes of stokes just had no answer to it hitting at the death and that is probably one criticism of england they're not massively adaptable in that scenario where the pitch is a little bit tacky a little bit sticky i didn't necessarily think 165 was a bad no, no. Score. I just think we both bowled so poorly that they're what they're about like hundred off nine or ten overs or so, and like you're never going to win the game from there chasing run a ball when you when you're two down. No, I'm actually I'm actually amazed we even got to one sixty. I think I said to you like one eighty looks a good score at one point, and then we fluffed the back end of the last four or five overs. But we got to like ninety for two at halfway. I don't think we timed a single ball. I think Jason Roy might have hit one six, and everything else was just shanked into the outfield. It was like twos the odd streaky four, the timing wasn't really there from us from the start. And then India just came and made us look like mugs, didn't they? That We started so well with Sam Curran as well. That first over was absolutely spot on to Kel Rahul. And then it was just all downhill from there. We just never got it right. And I think, what, Curran, Tom Curran, that is, Jordan and Stokes were just way off the mark. And I think we got exposed without Mark Wood's control and pace, didn't we, really? Yeah, I think for four down, especially, it was... So the top four seemed to, even though they weren't timing it over the Morgan, they seemed to make it work. But obviously Stokes just had a bit of a bit of a mare. I see a couple of pull shots that he was about three minutes too early on. Bless him. Good catch as well. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I've always thought that about Stokes. Like he takes all the great catches, but like if you look at his sort of catching percentage, I can't remember quite what it is. But it was for someone who's talked up. I think someone said it nail on the head. It was like he's the taker of great catches, not a great catcher of. Great taker of catches. Yeah, but you just, I was going to say, I've seen that before on Twitter <laughs> somewhere, and he's spot on, really. Like, he's in the outfield, it's probably a bit harsh because he's a very good outfielder. Um, but in, in the slips, he, he is, you know, partial to drop in quite a few. He'll take a blinder and then he might, you know, dive in front of someone else or like take his eyes off the ball. But now that, that just sort of summed it up. But Johnny Best, though, can catch. That's still good. We've still got one ginger who can catch. Um, yeah, Collie was pretty good. Even though he was out, yeah. so we've been we've been cheated. So <laughs> actually, actually, null and null and void. The second game doesn't count. Should have been caught down the leg side by Butler. To be fair, if you've been critical, um, and then could have been stumped. The game was up anyway. But yeah, he's cheated, so don't count. I actually looked at that and I thought the the side by side that was going round obviously looked out, but I don't think the bails were actually off at that point, were they? So I think if they rolled it on a little bit more, he was just potentially behind. It was one of them ones where you think, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but, it's yeah. been the story of the last couple months. I can't help but think, months, so. <laughs> I feel that, yeah, probably not going to make a difference. No, no, not with 20 required and what, like, seven wickets left. Um, but yeah, he, he looked good back towards, like, sort of his best. I've got the scorecard here. How many did he get? I stopped really paying attention towards the end. 73, so he got 73 in the chase. It's just the sort of thing he does. Um, yeah. But he's, he's not really the one I don't think we should be worried about. I think Ishan Kishan is the second coming of, well, is he the greatest player of all time? It probably is. Definitely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think he's, uh, the first like, impression that we all got from him was from the Mumbai Indians documentary where he was very childish, but seems to have grown up a bit and doesn't help when you bowl in his arc for seven overs, but 
Yeah, he was absolutely. He looks unbelievable. I still can't believe that they picked Darwin over him first up. When you consider these, realistically, I think Darwin's probably done now. Check Darwin. Um, yeah, I imagine Rohit and Kishan or Rohit and Kash- Kishan is probably the way to go from now. Yeah, well, at 22, he's got at least 10 years ahead of him. Like him and Pam and then Sundar, God knows who else there is like beneath the surface that we've not even seen yet. They'll probably like <coughs> roll someone else out in the fifth yeah. T20 and it'll be the greatest all-rounder you've ever seen and he'll just replace Hardik Pandya. Yeah. That's literally what they're doing all test series. Oh, do you like our world-class spin? We've got seven more of them here if you want. Ridiculous how much depth they've got in. Because what we were thinking after the first one, they don't quite seem to, don't seem to have worked out what their best team is. But then, yeah, today you think, oh, oh yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah, and I still don't think they've worked out their best team because it's got yeah. absolutely no balance to it and they've turned up and dicked us with it anyway. They've turned up with Hardik Pandya having to bowl yeah. four overs, which is like us having to rely on Stokes to bowl four overs and they've absolutely smashed us. Yeah, yeah I don't think, don't think we looked at the races today, I would bowling-wise. Sort of no, on a I slow think... pitch, pitched it short for f- probably three of the overs, but... Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a weird one because obviously Wood was ruled out for injury and it was a bit of a disappointment. And then you actually looked at the way the pitch was playing out and you thought, well, maybe Tom Curran is, well, if he's going to be suited for any pitch, then maybe this is the one, you know, with all his variations, slower balls, cutters out the back of the hand. And it never materialised and actually felt a little bit sorry for him because he's the one who looks like a little bit of a weak link within that 11, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think it's where do we go bowling-wise. So you've got Joff and... Rashid obviously didn't bowl particularly brilliantly today, but there you lock in bowlers for four overs. Uh, Chris Jordan as well, probably. But then after sort of a couple from Stokes, it's like where do you get them from? Maybe Sam Curran if he plays or Ali. Then it's a case of like we seem to have got sort of a three or four man bowling attack sorted, but not really sure where to go for five and six. It seems like maybe Willie, considering how good he is in the power play and how much we've struggled, but yeah, other than that, it's a bit. Up in arms, it's probably the only place that we haven't got incredible. Obviously, we've got got probably filled a second team with our batsmen, but bowling wise, we seem to be a bit all over the place. Yeah, the, the David Willey one's an interesting. Actually, I don't know how old he is. What thirty-one? Uh, maybe. Yeah, he's early phase, Yeah, he's definitely someone. He's someone you could revisit, but you know, in, investing in Sam Curran, they've almost sort of moved on towards the next stage. Is the heir apparent? Isn't he? He's you know. Exactly the same. Left arm swing bowler doesn't quite get as much movement, but he is a natural mover of the ball. He's blonde. Like he, t- he ticks every David Willie box, and he's ten years younger. But it's almost a case of England thinking about swallowing the pride and going back to David Willie because you know he had all the success in the last T20 World Cup in India in 2016. I know it's a long time ago now, but there's there's no shame in doing that, and he'd definitely be a better option even for two or three overs in the power play than Tom Curran was today. Yeah, it's one of them ones, isn't it? Because obviously, looking back, he was obviously got to miss out on the 50-over World Cup, but that turned out all right. But yeah, it just depends how Sam Curran does. Cause I suppose if you are someone who swings out front, you're going to have to be good for two or three overs in the power play, and it's whether or not you can rely on him for that. So he did quite well today, and I think he was two for, not two for, um, he went for about 20-odd runs. But yeah, yeah. If, he can, if he can carry on bowling like that, then yeah, he probably is our David Woody hair apparent but yeah not really sure what, bowling wise I'm not really sure what to say no I, I just feel sorry for Joffre Archer wherever he goes he just sort of carries the team on his back like at Rajasthan he was surrounded by like it was him and there was nothing else and with England it's not quite as severe but 
he's still just carrying what he had none for 20 odd the first game he had three for 20 odd he's really just carrying on his own especially when wood isn't there at the other end who's actually been it was actually really impressive wood the other day because in t20s a couple of times especially in south africa he was like cannon fodder nearly he was just bowling rapid and just disappearing 100 meters every ball i think he sort of he works shikadar went over really well so he's definitely going to be integral to any success we have in india i think yeah. Uh, but the thing with Joffre is, why can't he just bowl 95 mile an hour every ball? Yeah, if, if I were Joffre, I would <laughs> simply launch this projectile at 100 miles an hour every delivery. That's uh, mm. certainly what the Twitter sphere thinks, anyway. Or a, cer- a certain so, part of it. Yeah. It's like, why has he got them gold chains? He, um, like when he comes yeah, in and bowls, it's, it's what do you down. That's why he bowls so slow. <laughs> when he's bowling every fourth over for England in all formats and got an elbow problem, it's like, yeah. Probably not going to bowl ninety five mile an hour every, every single week. I think no, he's no, a much more yeah. he's much more skillful bowler than people are going to give him credit for. But so yeah, why don't he just bowl hundred mile an hour? That's what I do. Yeah, so I think it's almost disrespectful to sort of pigeonhole, <laughs> pigeonhole him into a category of yeah, this lad's quick and that's what he's got. He's he's way more than that. He's got the line, the length, he's got the control, he's got the knuckle balls. We so I think in the first game he like even brought out a leg cutter or an off cutter. He's, he's way better than you know just being brought on for a, a burst of two overs to bowl 100 miles an hour because that's what Gary thinks yeah. he should do on Twitter. Yeah, it's just, it's so strange. I know, obviously there are racial undertones to what it is, but it just seems like we seem to misunderstand fast bowlers rather than thinking, right, how can we manage their workload? How can we do this? It's just like, just bowl for 10 overs. Just just do it at 95. That'll do. Yeah, the, there is a, a lack of foresight on social media as there is all the time on social media but in, especially with fast bowlers in terms of looking after them it is just oh why can't i do it now why can't i do it now why can't i do it now well he can't he can't do it every single game can he a test match is completely different to a t20 and bowling four overs is completely different to bowling 20 overs over the space of a day and a half so yeah i thought if we can just bring an overseas replacement in for to help joffer out for england that'll be good chris morris sign him up that'll be good uh I'm sure that'd help him. I don't know where England go from from that now. Is the next game on Tuesday? Yeah, two, it's every two days. Yeah. yeah, so obviously at the same venue. Um, I have to look to make a couple of changes because I can't see any different result than, than what happened today. I know we won't be as yeah. poor as we were with the ball. You would hope we wouldn't be. Um, but I can't really see a different result playing out if we select the same 11, um, presuming that Wood wouldn't be fit. Yeah. I think the one big change I'd make is win the toss. Oh yeah, that does help. Yeah, gotta get it right. <laughs> it's a guaranteed, it's a guaranteed dub, as we would say. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. I know, I know. It's obviously a new stadium, and it's gonna take a while to bed in. But it's been two, wouldn't say bad tracks, just strange ones. But then oh, again, no, one no, of them's got ten. Let's, let's go straight in. Did they, put any, did they put any money into the maintenance of the square at this ground? <laughs> they spend it all on the seats and the the fancy lights around the top of the stadium. There's like You've seen more true bounce on the 27-year-old mats at uni. Like, Not a single ball has gone through above like knee height in the last five overs. It was crazy. It was, it was like watching Ben Stokes just every, every ball. She's going, oh, for God's sake. I really it's wish it was a great watch. <laughs> it's a really good watch. It's a really you know, the only thing that was missing was getting it in the dick because that is like the be all and end up. That's the pinnacle of like Ben Stokes cricket. Um, I think best yeah. I got here. That... Yeah, we love it. Pretty certain. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I think. Are we shit now? Is that that's the question? 
are we rubbish now? We were great on Friday, are we not anymore? That, that is social media. We were winning the World Cup on Sunday night, but now we're going out in the group stages. So Yeah, we won't, we won't that, even be how... Afghanistan and Bangladesh. That's how it's going to be. That's how we yeah. watch cricket. We're reactionary. <laughs> we are, Reactions yeah. Only. <laughs> yeah, no, no thought process. Uh, it's pure reaction. And I, I suppose the opposite question to that is, are India the best side ever? And I guess they are. As To quote oh, a yeah, great definitely. cricketer, the Asian century is upon us. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, it's when you've got a billion people to pick from, and you just they just seem to roll out a superstar every few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah These guys just got a million runs in the IPL. It's quite a large player pool, if you think. Like, Aksar Patel was drafted in for three tests, took 500 wickets, played one T20. They've binned him off and picked up Ishan Kishan instead. They've just gone, yeah, we don't need this frontline spin ball. We'll pick an opening batsman, and it's worked. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. I, I, I thought before the game, going in with five bowlers was probably risky, like you said, trying to get Pandy to bowl four, but yeah, worked out fine. Yeah, definitely. Suppose, brave, um, but... Yeah, the fucker looked good on the... It was his sort of wicket when it really bowled like 110 cutters into the pitch. Yeah, I think he could get absolutely, he could get tap if you played a T20 in Australia or England, but I think uh, on those sort of tacky wickets, I think he's quite hard to pick up. Yeah. And he, he probably had the best of it of any of those types of bowlers. You know, he dealt with the conditions better than Tom Curran or Chris Jordan, or, well, not Sam Curran, Sam Curran bowled pretty well, but um, yeah, he thought he bowled well. I'm just, the IPL's coming up, man. They're going to unearth someone there, aren't they? 100%, yeah. Just going to say, oh, here's an 18-year-old kid that scored 7 million tonnes when he was 12. So, Yeah, well, we're pretty sure I had a stinker of a Border Gavaskar Trophy series, didn't he, in Australia? And I think he's got 800 runs in there, um, like one-day comp, the domestic one, and it's, no one's ever got 800 runs in it before. He's just got double ton after double ton. And he's like, God, he's probably not even in like the first 11 openers now for India in... T20 cricket when you look at it crazy isn't it how many good players they can just come up with that's, that's what they are what we think we are we, we look at our squads and go yeah look at us we could we probably could field an A and a B team but like they could just keep fielding A, B a C one would do pretty well and they'd still have like ridiculous batting at the top it's like Australia at the turn of the century just like, like Shane Warne, like, oh, we've got another leggy. He's probably second best leggy in the world. It's like we've got seven know, batsmen like... that average 50. <laughs> seven batsmen that average 50. A keeper that averages 50. Yeah, it's an embarrassment of riches. To move away from England and India, um, some happenings in the West Indies. Craig Brathwaite has taken over as skipper of the West Indies test side. He obviously skippered them to a 2-0 win over Bangladesh. It was a pretty iconic series win for the West Indies. You know, people don't, teams don't tend to win overseas now. Uh, and the manner with which they won that series, there was that huge knock from Kyle Mayers um, as he chased down a big total in the first one. And he obviously led that pretty inexperienced side really well. Holder, of course, opted not to travel there, um, given the, the COVID-19 precautions and everything that was in place. And it seems to have cost him his job. Yeah, I... I don't know why West Indies always seem like a really stable board. I can't believe they made this decision. Yeah, it just seems a real strange one that, given how well he's kind of captain and brought him back from when was he test captain from about mid 2010s? Gonna, 15, I'm going to say 15, 2015, I reckon. Yeah, um, and he's obviously he, yeah. he took over as a was he 24, 23, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's basically um, a kid. Like, can you can you imagine yeah. like? Let's, 
Sam Curran's the closest I can think to in age-wise. Like, can you imagine Sam Curran taking on the burden of the ECB, English cricket, across Test cricket, everything else, with fighting financial matters behind the scenes and everything else? Just crazy, isn't it? He's done well to obviously lead him out of that period where all their players kind of had a mass exodus. Did so well. I think they... Did they get a draw over here a couple of years ago? When they did us at Headingley, I think that was yeah. a series draw, yeah. And obviously he's had quite a few de- decent results. And Obviously you're not going to have your best players available to you when you can't... It's just one of them matters of cricket. If, if you can go and get a few hundred grand for playing in the IPL compared to a smaller contract to play for your country for the entire year, it's a no-brainer. I think everyone else included would rather go and play in the IPL than play for West Indies at the minute, but it is what it is. Yeah, he took, you have to say, he took on a job at a very young age in a very like tricky period and led them through you know tumultuous times. Um, and in, even this summer, like he fronted up as a, a very important figure and role model um, in England coming over during everything that was going on, like we are a shambles as a country. And he thought, yeah, we'll take the boys here. We'll beat him in the first test as well and embarrass him um, just for good measure. And I'll front up as the, you know, the poster boy for this Black Lives Matter campaign, you know, leading the whole side through this really difficult period. Um, so, yeah, you've got to give him massive credit for the way that he's sort of led the side. From my understanding of like reading on Twitter and stuff, um, a lot of people from outside West Indies circles, ourselves included, are really surprised by it. But I think people within... West Indies circles are actually quite excited by the chance of a fresh start under Brathwaite. Um, the Caribbean cricket podcast that I've seen and a couple other people are saying, you know, Holder's actual record, I know we're saying he hasn't often had the backing of the board and the players available, but his actual record is something like 11 tests uh, wins out of 37 tests played, which isn't a very, very good, um, you know, win rate or return. Uh, I think it's probably it must be amongst the worst of West Indies captains. Obviously, there's a lot of caveats to that and a lot of reasons why. But I think people within the circles are much less surprised, which I guess shows we're in a bit of an echo chamber with what we know about cricket outside England and, you know, the big three. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying that uh, Brathwaite was obviously a little bit more attacking. I think a lot of people from inside the Caribbean are saying that Jason Hole has been quite conservative with like his, his tactics, his fields, that kind of thing. But yeah, I think it'd be, it would be interesting to see a, a kind of more aggressive West Indies in Test cricket. Because obviously we've got like Shannon Gabriel and obviously Raheem Cornwall coming through. They've got they've got the ingredients. They look they looked pretty good when we were over there last time. Just it, it just seems to be one of them things. Can they hold on to them for long enough to build a decent team? Yeah, Holder just strikes me as he's just level headed and he just seems like a nice guy. Um quite straight thinking and maybe that's just they need a bit more ruthlessness maybe that's what they're after with Brathway it's just sad it's another it's another bowler captain gone we have to go back to the old batsmen have to be captains when when can we give it to a, a rapid pace bowler why can't we have Joffrey Archer as captain or Mark Wood as captain I don't think fast bowlers are um, clever enough uh, yeah, they, are, they are too stupid they're, they're simply running and bowl quick and that's all they do um, <laughs> Now, so that, that, that'll be an interesting one to see what happens. Um, West Indies obviously always going through a bit of an overhaul with their structure and playing staff. Um, away from that, but if you saw, saw the Afghanistan Zimbabwe stuff that's been going on. Yeah, obviously, I haven't seen any highlights from it, but I saw uh, Rashid Khan bowled 99 overs in the test match. That's 
think it was the most since uh, Murrally in 1998 when he used to just yeah. hold up an end for six days at a time. But yeah, that's absolutely mental for a guy who's kind of pretty much, other than 50 over cricket, he's been limited to four over spells. And then, yeah, mate, here's is it his second test match. It's like, yeah, mate, bowl 99 yeah. for us. Cheers. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, 99, someone put it in context on Twitter. It was, uh, I can't remember who it was, but I think in the IPL he bowled 68 overs. And he just bowled 99 <laughs> overs in <laughs> two days. It, yeah. To bowl nine, I think it was 99 out of about 240 that Afghanistan bowled in total. So he bowled over a third of the overs. But what was everyone else doing? Did I, he, I don't get that. He, like he's gonna, his shoulder's going to fall off if he has to carry that sort of burden every time he plays. I, I, yeah. I can't comment because I haven't seen it, but just going by assumptions, as always. But yeah, it, God knows. It must be, it must be hard to captain when you know you've got someone as good as that, you know, trying to manage him and how to how to use him in certain scenarios. But he got eleven wickets and he won the game anyway. So I think they actually said he wasn't at full fitness either, which is even more ridiculous. If you can bowl hundred overs non-full fitness, then fair play to you. Um, I think he had a broken finger as well. Yes, daft. Mad. He's been doing that for how long now? Six, seven years. I actually. Couldn't even tell you when he first came on the scene, when he first went to the IPL, mm. six, 2016 maybe. 2016 is like, a 12-year-old. He's, what, he's 22, I think now, 23. Uh, yeah, officially. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Rashid, um, if you're watching. I know, you, I know you are. It's fair. Either way, if Rashid can, can not have his shoulder fall off every time he bowls 99 overs in a test match every two years for Afghanistan, then he'll be pretty good in 15 years' time when he's still going. Surely we can find an English grandparent for him. I reckon he fancies it. Hopefully, yeah. Do the old uh, grandparent? Yeah, the Simon Harmer treatment. Let's try and get him in, and then hopefully Brexit won't ruin it. Um, but yeah, Afghanistan going places. Good to see them two playing cricket. Actually, we don't often. Um, they're not associate nations anymore. They're full, fully fledged ICC members, but. Good to see them playing. Um, speaking of the ICC, I want to get this off my chest. David Milan is not the best T Twenty batsman in the world. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. I, <laughs> I know he's going to work in the England team because he's obviously batting as an accumulator at three with kind of six big hitters either side of him. But yeah, it's, it's one of them ones where he's like international records, like pretty much twice as good as his uh, home record. Uh, oh, it's his um, domestic record. Sorry. Yeah, it's a strange one. I was waiting for the kind of ball to drop and see what actually happens when he gets an extended run. Yeah, I think this this series is. I know we've moved past England India, but we'll revisit it again because it's the only cricket that matters. Um, it's certainly an interesting one because I think today we saw he was exposed a little bit in the way he batted, knowing that you've got above obviously only for one ball, but above you you've got Butler and Roy, below you you've got Morgan, Stokes, Bairstow, Curran. It's almost criminal to be going at like a strike rate of a hundred after you've been in for twenty balls in like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth over. That's not really what England are looking for in their number three. I was actually a bit disappointed he came in at number three after the lost Butler. I wouldn't have minded seeing a Stokes or someone come in a bit earlier. Yeah, it's one of those ones. You think in terms of his advantages over Rooks, it is basically you're probably looking at them two as the anchor roll at three. But I think he often. I think Root's more consistent, but with Milan, you're obviously going to get probably a little bit better hitting at the end and he can accelerate maybe a bit better than Root. But 
yeah, it was a, it was a very strange innings from him. It was like similar to Stokes, but obviously a little bit early. And probably you, you're wanting your number three to be able to accelerate. It might, you know, you might come back next game and hit a fifty or thirty and tell us to fuck off. But yeah, it was a strange one. Yeah, it's a, it's a test he needs to go, undergo though, because what we've seen from him so far is playing in. It's the same with test matches, isn't it? He was always touted as a player who could play on bouncy tracks, fast pacey tracks, and we've seen him play well in Big Bash. Uh, he's done well in South Africa, he's done well in New Zealand, he's done well in England, and now it's kind of, well, here's the test for you. Are you actually going to be, are you going to have the correct skill set to be able to succeed as we head into the T20 World Cup in six, seven months? And on the basis of what we've seen so far, I don't think he has the straight, he doesn't, I think it was a fair assessment what you said, actually, he's probably a better range hitter than Joe Root, but he definitely doesn't have the strike rotation and the the ability to nudge it around and keep a strike rate ticking early in his innings. Yeah, I think Root's probably one of the best ones at that in white ball, isn't he? Just getting off strike and you can often look up and see, oh, he's 20 off 20. But yeah, it's, I think with Milan, that's probably the only thing going forward that you're looking at is who you're going to play at three. Obviously, Milan, Root, or obviously someone like Hales, but I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, you've got so many batsmen. That obviously, I think it's one of them where... Owen Morgan is going to back you, but if you're not performing for an extended period of time, it's sort of there's plenty of people in domestic cricket that have been knocking on the door. People like Liam Livingston, guys like that. So it's, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Milan. I think. Yeah, we may as well talk about that quickly. The likes of Livingston, Hales, who you touched upon, is a completely different issue. Uh, Vince, and even beyond that, Phil Salt and Joe Root. To not like to think that Joe Root isn't in England's T20 team for the record he possesses and his golden arm bowling, um, as they like to call it, is pretty crazy. And But with the whole Alex Hales thing, um, I know we spoke about it earlier, what do you see if he was in the scenario that he was allowed back in and he's regained the trust as they, they dub it, what, do you reckon he gets in the team? Because I think it's a bit of a non-issue, really. It depends where you go. If you, obviously, if you're going somewhere where you need an accumulator like Milan, it's going to be on sticky wickets. But if you're going to play in like England at Trent Bridge, obviously you're going to play Hales. I think it's one of them ones. If, if you if it's a really nice track, then yeah, you obviously go for the guy that can can go like Hales. And I think since he's opened up his stance a little bit, he's been I haven't got the numbers to hand, but I know he's been pretty much one of the most consistent, if not the best, opening batsman in the world. But yeah, I, th- I think realistically in India, I'm not sure, but. Outside of India, I would still have Hales in my team, 100%. But then again, it's yeah. one of them things where it's... I, I understand why Morgan's kind of... He's been burnt twice before. I understand why he's not confident in getting him back in, yeah. Yeah, it's a, long, it's a long time ago as well. He obviously has served his period, and I think Hales is one of those people who will be remembered for what he sort of missed out on rather than what he achieved, which is you know sad in some respects because he did a lot for England during that period from 15 to 18, 17, whenever it was, 18 it must have been. Um, but he, he will ultimately be remembered for the being the, the man who wasn't part of that World Cup winning squad. Um, I think he's probably, there's more of a place for him, I think, in the ODI squad maybe, or even is, I, I don't even believe that. I've just said that, I don't even believe myself with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably go the other way around. There's, there's more of a chance, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely more of a chance in the T20 side. Um, but Jason Roy seems to have found a bit of form now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Milan is the one who's under threat rather than Jason Roy for me. I think a lot of people think it's Roy, but I would disagree. I think Roy's been probably our best batsman so far. Yeah, um, I don't know, really. I think Milan and uh, Tom Curran are probably the ones that you're looking at 
uh, probably Ali would be my... Yeah, if it got rid of Tom Curran and moved Sam back down to eight and brung Mo and Ali in at, at seven, that's probably what I'd go for. Obviously, I'll keep Milan at the minute. You never know. I know this whole thing of him being the best T20 in the world, but yeah, I'm not sure I'll buy into it yet. But. Well, so let's put it on record that the ICC rankings are nonsense. Oh, T20, that's what I don't really understand at T20. There's so many... I don't, it's not like test cricket when you say you average the most... You might play the most match winning knocks, you are the best. It's like T20, it's like hard. To, I know like people have tried to uh, put it into numbers, but yeah, I'm not. T20 rankings are just very strange. I, 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 I don't know I who's have, number one. But. I might have to have a look into it because there must be a, a place on the ICC website where they sort of outline the criteria with which people are, you know, attributed to what rank they get. Because what you actually see with T20 is a lot of the players in the top 10, I think. I had a quick look the other day, actually, and I think eight of the top ten bowlers are all spinners, which is fair enough. But then you see, like, four or five of them are probably from the lesser nations, if you like, because they're the teams who play T20 more often. Um, yeah. So, Milan must purely be there on the... Obviously, he's been really consistent. Must be a lot of it weighted towards not outs um, yeah. and 50s. But how can... Uh, the way I put it, how can I trust a ranking system which suggests that David Milan is the best batsman in the world, whereas Josh Butler is somewhere down in the 20s, the 30s? How can you trust a ranking system which suggests that? Yeah, it's already... I don't know. I don't really trust... Obviously, you look at the test rankings and you look up top, you see like guys like Jimmy, Bumrah, Cummins, and like the top and think, yeah, that's fair, Ashwin. But then, you know, look at batting as well and obviously all the guys at Steve Smith, best test batsman in the world. Coley behind him, Williamson. But then you go, like, as soon as it goes to T20, I just don't, I don't know whether, what, what the problem is, but it just seems like there's no kind of set formula for how you decide who's the best in the world. No, nah, yeah. Test and ODI is way more consistent. I think it's just the volatile nature, like the unpredictable nature of T20 is probably reflected in the rankings, but yeah. Anyway, David, we, we're not disrespecting you. We're just saying the ICC rankings make no sense. If you want to talk, we're here. I'm not, I'm not offering you out. But if you do want to talk, we are here. I am. <laughs> but I would very much like it if you could just carry on scoring runs and that just like stops the whole debate and then we will shut up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was back Ricky's in Australia though. <laughs> yeah, get it, getting back in for the Ashes, honestly, getting back in. We're, we're after some middle-order batsmen. The test was a shambles, so we, we could do with one. Once again, thank you to the good people at Woodstock for their support of the Googly Cricket Podcast. Great to have them on board. Do make sure you go and check them out. Really good gear. The season is about a month away now. Um, I know my season is what starts in about a month, the 17th of April. So get your orders in, get your kit, get your bats, your gloves, your Pads, God, what else do you even wear in cricket? I've forgotten. Thigh pads. But yes, get a premium Woodstock box. Get on it. Um, I do hope they do boxes. I haven't checked. But the bats are good. I'll tell you the bats are good. I've got one over there somewhere and one downstairs in the garage. But they're very good. Um, this has been the Googly Cricket Podcast with myself, Daniel Senior, and Tomo Newton. Pleasure to have you along listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching a little bit on YouTube. Um, all the clips... Well, the decent clips will be on there. The rest of the ramblings you've listened to will not be. Um, we'll pick out the good bits. The rest of it, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever Anchor sends this podcast, it'll be on there. 
Um, don't forget to leave a rating. That really helps. And if you like and share and all that sort of stuff, that's very nice and very much appreciated. Tomo, thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, Dan. And we'll see you again soon on the Google Eat Cricket podcast.